In this episode, we talk with Luis from NS Spain and hear all about how NS Spain started and has been continuing for more than eight years. We also talk about looking for new jobs and having that kind of experience. This is Contravariance, a podcast about Swift, Apple, and other programming-related topics. So, good evening, Buzz. Good evening, Bene. We have another special guest today, I think. Right, we have another special guest. Um, why don't we let the special guest introduce himself? Uh, hi there. Um, I'm Luis Escorbe. Uh, I'm a software developer living in Barcelona. Um, right now, I'm, I'm enjoying some sabbatical time. And you might know me for organizing a conference called NS Spain in Logroño in, in Spain. Um, if, if you don't know me, then great, because I can, uh, I can talk to you about uh, some NS Spain great stuff. Ooh, that yeah, sounds I'm, fantastic. We'd love to uh, hear all about NS Spain. Yeah, I think we will talk a lot about NS Spain in this podcast, in this episode, but probably also about a couple other topics. Uh, Boss, how are you? I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, it's sunny here. Uh, I'm not complaining about things. It's a nice evening and we're doing another podcast. So, yeah. So... I'm actually wondering, so so we're talking about NS Spain, right? And I don't know if you remember this, Bina, but um, last year somewhere we had a podcast with Antoine. And right. we mentioned that all three of us would be attending NS Spain the next year. Obviously not knowing <laughs> what, like all of what would happen. Um, but it seems like we might have the opportunity to, to all attend, which is, which is really, really uh, exciting. Right. So maybe for con as, as context for the listeners, and Spain is the best um, iOS conference in Spain, and for, in my opinion, also beyond that. But obviously, there are many conferences, and they're all great. Um, but even though we have the issue with the uh, with COVID, um, Luis nevertheless has uh, decided to have a NS Spain in a virtual format. And it sounds pretty insane. Something about 36 hours without limits and no stops and full power. So, Luis, do you maybe want to talk briefly about what your plan is for this year for NS Spain, like for the virtual conference? Hey, yeah. So first, um, I do remember you three, uh, I mean, you, Benedict, Bash, and, and Antoine uh, talking on a, on a podcast last year here on Contravariance. Um, about coming to Spain this year, like it was a, it was a bet, right? Uh, you, you three were going to be here. And, exactly. And, and yes, it's um, it's a shame that it cannot happen in person. Um, so I tried my best actually to try to organize the conference in person. I contact some laboratories to to get. Um, um, fast test of, of the COVID. So my idea was to test all the attendees of the conference um, before entering the, the venue, um, both days. So we will make sure no one was infected, even though oh, wow. we will take uh, social distance measures and, and we, will try, we will try to 
be outside uh, as much as much as possible. But at the end, um, uh, I decided to not do it in person because I didn't want to. Um, to I, I didn't want people to risk coming, um, taking a plane or taking a train or um, uh, being in a in a box for. Um, um, for six hours, four hours, eight hours to come here. Um, I think we, it will be possible to organize the conference, but th this is the issue, right? I didn't want to risk people coming. Um, so I, uh, I mean, you, you could have combined it with a bicycle race. So it would be the Tour de Ene Spain, and everybody comes basically by bike to Logroño. <laughs> I mean, well, that, that, that will work. Um, but I think, I think you're in Hamburg right now, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think, I think you, you, you would you only would... need a three people conference then. <laughs> you will need like one month just to get here. right? <laughs> yeah. I, I remember then you, when you tweeted like a few months ago, uh, right. So recording this, um, September 17. So that's like a week or so after you, uh, um you you shared like hey you know NS Spain is happening but i remember that you tweeted like a few months ago of like oh like i'm looking into the options of NS Spain and it might be in person and i know that a lot of people there were like you know what what is he thinking about and how is he doing that and like you sharing now is like oh i actually wanted to do testing for everyone like that's that's insane but also really cool at the same time <laughs> yeah so i got quotes for from some laboratories um, here in Spain and also from from the outside from abroad and and it was quite lovable you know like we we could do it we could test everyone um, but the thing is that those tests are not really that accurate um, and so I mean the, the fast ones um, the ones that are with uh, like the uh, like the sugar uh, test which takes uh, take a pinch of your blood from the finger. Um, it's like in 10, 15 minutes, you have the result. Uh, when, I, when I saw it, it was in March, I think, or April. Um, and it was not, um, I was like a 60 or 70% accuracy, um, which was not ideal. Uh, that's, that plus uh, not wanting people to, um, to take a plane or whatever to come here, uh, yeah, made, made me take the decision to um, organize an online conference this year. Yeah, I think I think especially like making it so that people do not have to travel is is great, right? Because that's definitely not something that everyone uh, probably feels comfortable with in these times, and I can relate to that. Um, but I think it's great that you've just try to give it your all right and basically explore all options and and now that in the end turned out to be like a, a crazy long uh 36 hour online event but yeah you've gone through through all the options yeah exactly i, I wanted to make sure uh that whatever we will do um we we will um uh, check that there is no way um going back you know like there is no other option to to not go online because um i i've tried several online events and 
And let's let's be realistic. It's not the same. It's it's a totally different concept. I think when when we all have uh, I don't know the Apple glasses at home or wherever, um, we could have like uh, uh, virtual reality events or something like that where you can um, check uh, shake hands safely and do virtual high fives. Um, and spend the whole day, you know, meeting everyone and working uh, and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, but um, that's not the case right now. Hmm. So right. um, um, my, my idea to, to for Spain this year is um, to try to make something that not only adapts to, to your schedule, that's why we are gonna uh, are doing the 36 hours uh, continuously, so um, it, it's it's pretty hard to watch it all, all everything on the conference. It's um, obviously you are going to miss something, right? Um, even I will have to sleep for 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 a few hours. Hopefully. That's a great idea. <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure that I think that you need sleep. I've, I've seen you like um, be fully at your strengths again after like being away, being gone for one hour, and then oh no, I had I had sleep. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think is the is the adrenaline of uh, of the of the week. Uh, I, I have so much quick, so much uh, energy that week that. Um, I just kind of sleep one or two hours and I'll be ready the next day. Well, the next day not, but uh, that morning um, for another day of of conference. Uh, I think I'm going to miss that, but hopefully I will get the same um, uh, the same adrenaline this year because at the end uh, it, it's like you you work a lot during during a lot of time to put. Um, something that will connect a lot of people and even that I've been doing this for eight years um, so this is going to be the, the uh, eighth, eighth edition um, I still get ghost bumps you know every every time uh, I'm about to open in Spain and present it um, so I really, I'm, I'm really trying hard to make sure what this event does is it it's, it keeps you um, in front of your computer, right? Um, at least for for as much as as possible, mm, and and in a way where you are enjoying the event, uh, you are really enjoying what's happening in real time. It's not, um, you know, like, uh, yeah, people are chatting here or this, um, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go, um, uh, I'll just wait to the next talk. Um, and you can, of course, uh, just uh, leave for one hour, two hours, or as much time as you want, but um, I really want to have constant interesting content happening during the the time of the event um, so, because one one thing that I think in Spain is great for is that um, we organize the event we would like to attend is um, 
we we want to be um, like uh, the best host possible, um, and we want people to have a great time. And I, I don't know, like uh, I'm not sure how is this is going to be. This is the first online edition we are organizing, but we are trying our best to make the best conference we can do. And so what you're saying is it's going to be a 36 hour conference and there will be talks all the time. Yeah, so yeah, so we are um, we are going to start on Thursday morning um, uh, the, on the time zones uh, in the morning on the time zones of uh, Europe and, and Africa. Um, so like Asia and Oceania will be uh, a bit ahead. Uh, they will they will be like at uh, 5 p.m. or 4 p.m. more or less or 6 p.m. and and it will be late night for um, California. Um, but people could still watch the the start of, of the event everywhere in the world. And and so the idea is to have seven eight talks for each um, big time zone, right? Like uh, Europe and Africa, then the Americas, uh, then Asia and Oceania. Uh, so we have talks for um, for one of the time zones, then we do like two hours more or less of, uh, of activities and networking, which um, will involve quiz and um, I, I'm trying to, to think of uh, how we could have uh, like live music or something like that uh, to make it more fun. Uh, and then we will continue with, um, with, a, with another set of talks, uh, which will be the Americas uh, time zone. Um, and then, so seven, eight talks again, and then again, another party with, uh, so another two hours of activities and uh, maybe a quiz uh, and working, meet the people of the conference. Um, uh, and then we go back again to the talks. Um, and this time they will be from speakers from uh, Asia and Oceania, Australia, Japan. Uh, for example, uh, then another two hours of networking for this time zone. Uh, and then we are again back um, on Friday in Europe and Africa. And we will go back again to talks in this time zone. And we are ready to have the final networking party um, and finish the conference. Uh, so we are right now still uh, trying to scale the activities and what will happen um, uh, every minute. Um, but it, it looks good. Um, I'm, I'm really happy with how things are turning out. And I'm really, I'm, I'm super happy with, um, with the box of goodies. Um, I, I, I wanted, you know, I wanted people to have the swag of the conference if they wanted to, right? Um, so I, I, I was the, the whole summer uh, trying to get quotes from different uh, delivery companies to know how we could do this, how we could um, gather the goodies and send it to, 
to anywhere um, in the world. And we, we got a, a good a good one, so we are, are going to do it. Oh, that's awesome. Because shipping is super difficult, but I think it adds, you know, to to the conference where it's like you have this like physical memory of something that was virtual. Yeah, and, and I people think... can can wear the the um, t-shirt, the conference t-shirt, for example, while being on the conference, or show the um, uh, the badge, or you know, it like um, how like they, they even has to have uh, some. Uh, personality and yeah totally and i i you know what i really tried to ship wine worldwide um with, <laughs> with, with this box but the thing is that the quotes to send wine were too high to uh to do it um it was, right. it was cheaper yes uh, to to lower the price of the ticket uh, of the conference so uh, people could just go to the local store and get whatever they want to drink. Hopefully wine, but, uh, you know, uh, not everyone likes wine. Sadly. Right. I like that idea as well. But I think that comes to comes back to what I said earlier. It's like it really seems like you've explored all the options. And I love that. And I'm very much looking forward to all the experiences uh, of, of NSB in 2020. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, a boat of, of trust. Uh, sadly, you, you, I, I don't know if you're going to see the in-person conference uh, uh, in the future. Hopefully, yes. I hope so. I hope so at least. Um, I, don't, I don't think that next year will happen uh, in person, but we'll see. I mean, I still uh, I remember that when we talked about this, I don't know if it was when we were talking about it on the podcast, but on my in my Maps app, I have a pin for a sushi bar in Logroño and I'm like, yes, I want to go to Anaspain and I want to go to the sushi <laughs> bar. So I won't forget that. It will be in my mind, the back of my mind. If that happens next year, great. If it takes two years, also fine. I also really <laughs> wanted to go to that sushi bar this year. Um, last year, I could actually have gotten a place, but only for a single person. And I didn't want to go alone. I wanted to go with a friend, but there were no two-person spots anymore. And so I wanted to do it next uh, this year. But well, next year. Next year, we will do sushi. Same. Well, if you do uh, want to go to the sushi place, which is, um, by the way, one of the best sushis I have ever had, um, uh, I really recommend you to uh, reserve at least a couple of months in advance. I will say three, um, because it's, uh, it's always packed. Like, um, like, for example, this month, there is no three days, and next, next month either. Um, so if you want to go there now, you have to reserve for November. That's yeah, uh, crazy. That's a good idea to do that because I'm also kind of confident that next year we will have in-person conferences again. And that's probably also the hope speaking in me because I really miss in-person conferences. Um, it, it wasn't so hard the first half of this year because usually my conference year starts late, um, but now I really feel it. I really miss it. So I'm, I'm confident that next year there will be some conferences, maybe with restrictions, but some. Yeah, it's it's, so, uh, it's the same. Uh, actually, if it wasn't for um, for the virus, um, today will be the first day of the in-person NS Spain. <sighs> yeah. 
Maybe after this call, I will go to the supermarket and uh, buy some red wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we, we should celebrate. Yeah. Um, so, so Luis, I'm interested, and you told me this story before, but I know that our listener is probably also interested. Um, how did it come? NS Paint, how did it appear? Like, how did you come up with the idea and what was the history and how difficult was it be to, out of nothing, out of nowhere, basically have um, the first um, first uh, version of it? And also you were very early, right? So there, there was a very small iOS development community, but it wasn't much, wasn't big when you when you created NS Paint. Um, yeah. Actually, in Spain, there was um, uh, there were events on in Barcelona and in Madrid, but not not in Logroño, right? In Logroño, we had like a, a small uh, event, which uh, which was uh, beta beers, um, and that event uh, at the time was all around Spain, but it was uh, for it was not for a specific topic. Um, iOS or Apple in this case, it was for everything, right? So whatever you would like to talk about, PHP, um, Ruby, Python, whatever, um, uh, you will you you will propose something there, and that's it. And even though um, in Logroño there was not enough developers wanted to share knowledge, um, so those events really were really rare. So. Um, how how in Spain came to be? Um, this is um, this is two, 2013, and I was working for a small agency in Logroño. It's uh, so it was the, the only company in Logroño uh, making making mobile apps, um, and I, I learned to to make uh, iOS apps here. Um, so and and the thing is that. Um, I, I just started out, so my salary was not high, right? Um, I didn't have much, and and I saw on Twitter um, some people uh, were going to organize a conference called UiConf in Berlin, and so I checked it out, and, and it was great. Like it looked great, the conference. I say, uh, oh, I, I would like to go to my first iOS conference, um, this one, right, uh, in Berlin. Uh, so I went to, uh, I asked the company about this, um, and they say, uh, look, if you want to go to the um, to the conference, great, you can go there, um, but uh, you will have to pay for it, like the whole trip and everything. Uh, you will have to take uh, holidays um, from from you on to other. Uh, so I, I, I didn't mind to spend two or three days from my own holidays to go to, to my first conference. But for me, it was um, uh, a lot of money to pay for this trip, um, to go to, the, to Berlin, to stay there, to pay for the ticket of the conference, everything. Uh, so I decided to skip it. And and just wait maybe a bit more next year or whatever maybe it was going to be better. And the thing is that um, the time passes and and then UI come happen 
and I was on Twitter checking how the event went and everything. I saw all the people, you know, like uh, seeing how great it was. Like, oh, you icon was so great. Uh, Chris Ahoff and, and Florian and everyone did a great job. It was a great set of speakers. Um, I was like, fuck. Uh, I had to, I, I wanted to be there, you know? I wanted to um, um, to be on this great first UIConf, which will be also my first conference. And this, this happens to me like every single time I see like a conference happening, like that I'm not attending, like I'm looking at Twitter, I'm like, I want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It, was, it was totally FOMO. Like uh, I, I, I was really looking at this saying, shit, I miss this. Uh, and, and the thing is that I, um, at the time I went to a lot of events here in, in Spain. But I, I never went to a, to a conference, to a real conference, especially not a, a, an iOS conference. Um, so I, I, I said, I mean, here in Spain, there is, there is nothing. Um, there is one, and in Europe, there is one conference in, in UK, um, which was NSConf, another great conference. Uh, and then this new one, UIConf in Berlin. And I think at the time there was MDEFCON already happening in Amsterdam, but I'm not sure now. But th there was none in Spain. Like, uh, and the events were super low and everything. Um, uh, so I say, uh, if, if I can go to, to somewhere, to a conference, to see people, then I will make people come and see me. And, and, and then I, th I said, I think a great name for a conference in Spain um, will be NS Spain. So uh, if I'm going to check if NSSpain.com is, is available, and if it is, I will make the conference. Oh, wow. Uh, so I, I went to uh, 101.com and I put nspain.com, hit the enter button, and I say, available. <laughs> and I say, shit. <laughs> and then I, I just take it right away. Um, I reserved the name and I got the domain. And, and, uh, and then I stare at my computer at the screen saying, Fuck, now I have to organize a conference. <laughs> I, I, I love this idea. I think I would do that too. Um, next time I go to the Apple store, when they have a Mac Pro, I'll buy it. <laughs> I, I love this fearlessness. Yeah. I remember when I went to my first conference, which was TriSwift New York in 2016. Um, and then it was somewhere last year after um, Swift of Arrow that it was like, okay, maybe... You know this thing that's been on my bucket list to organize a conference maybe i should you know start looking into the options so uh that happened but like by no means would i like oh let's go to my first conference oh i can't i'll just make my own i i love it i love it <laughs> yeah i mean i was um 20 uh 23 years old um uh, so I was like, fuck it, uh, I don't have anything to lose. Um, uh, I, I can try doing it, right? Um, 
so the the next thing I did uh, was I called um, this guy I knew from the the events in Logroño. Um, it's called uh, Borja Reynares. So uh, I just I had his phone and so I I called him. I say, hey, Borja, um, do you want to organize an iOS conference with me here in Logroño? Um, it's going to be an international conference. Uh, we are going to bring international speakers from all over the world. And, and we are going to organize the conference here. And, and his answer was, uh, yes, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> I went like, Fuck, that was uh, <laughs> more Too great. easy. That was easy. And uh, so now I have a partner in crime. Uh, I feel um, I, I feel alleviated. Right? I, I, I feel better. And the next the next thing I did was I I sent an email to Peter Steinberger uh, and another one to one friend of mine, Fernando Rodriguez in, in Madrid. Um, so Fernando is a great teacher um, and he is a really good developer uh, to see if he wanted to speak at my conference. And Peter Steinberger, I mean, everyone knows Peter Steinberger, right? At the time he was, uh, he just released the, um, the UI collection view for, um, uh, for iOS uh, fit, uh, 5 and iOS 4, right? Because it was only available uh, on iOS 6. The, yeah, I think it was iOS um, 4 that he released it for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there was no UI collection view um, for yeah for uh, older versions. So Peter just made it, uh, and another a lot more great stuff. Um, he always um, share and and publish um, uh, openly, right? Uh, and the thing is, I mean, he was. He was obviously my, one of my uh, idols, right? Uh, it's like, uh, this guy is great. Um, uh, I, I, I wasn't sure of writing him, right? Um, because it's like, I'm no one. Like, uh, no one knows me. I, 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 I'm no one for anyone, right? Uh, why would he ever rip, reply, reply to, what, to what I'm saying, right? Uh, so I, I wrote this email uh, as uh, as better as I could uh, because at the time my English um, I mean my English is not great right now but uh, at the time I could barely uh, say three words together and uh, so I wrote this email and I sent it to him and he got back in ten minutes and in ten minutes I got uh, an answer. From from Peter Steinberg, uh, he was like, "This looks great, um, and, and I'm in. Uh, I would like to be at your conference, but first you have to have a website, a venue, and uh, start selling tickets, and then you can come with me." <laughs> <laughs> and and this was like the real real sign that we could do the conference, man. It was like. Shit, we have Peter Steinberger. We have like he he's great and he is coming to the conference if we if we, if we organize it. Like uh, anything else means nothing if you don't 
have great content, right? And and having uh, unknown people come to the conference was like the first stone we could really count on to to know that we could really organize the conference. And and then from that point, I just uh, you know look for everyone I could look up to. Like um, Matt Thompson, for example, uh, another great guy I, I emailed. Uh, he also got back to me and he was like, hey, Luis, this is great, um, but I cannot commit right now to a conference. But um, uh, I can introduce you to the UIConf guys uh, and then you can check with them if they would like to join you. Uh, so, yeah, I said, of course. And he put me in contact with uh, Chris Ehoff uh, and the uh, and the other crew from UICOM. And Chris Ehoff uh, answered back uh, saying, "Hey, Luis, yeah, I'm I'm in to your conference. I would like to be there, um, and then I can also uh, introduce you to all the speakers of uh, of the conference." Hey, well, shit. Really, this like this is great. Uh, so, so please put me in contact with everyone. I asked them to if they want to come to to Spain, uh, and they they got back um, saying yes, no, no. Uh, this way we got um, Chris Ahoff, Florian Kagler, um, Rob. Uh, Bonky, um, Daniel uh, Egger, um, Boris Baglin. Um, shit, I don't remember more now, right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, but so all so, those great th- people, so through you like, like Boris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Bo- Boris is working on the Xcode team right now. Uh, Rob worked on the UIKit team. Uh, Daniel worked before on, on Apple as well, I think on the Core Data uh, team. Uh, everyone knows Florian and Chris from OGTCIO um, and, and um, uh, the, the OGTC talks and every, all the great content they, they release. Uh, so we had like a really good lineup of speakers. And, and the event was really uh, going forward. Um, I, I also really liked CocoaPods. So I, I wrote an email to, um, to Eloy, to Eloy Duran, uh, the creator of CocoaPods. And, and at the time, uh, also CocoaDocs was released. Uh, so I also, which was made by Orta. Uh, so I also emailed Orta asking him to also come to the conference. And and they go back. Uh, so Eloy uh, couldn't join us. Uh, it, it was not possible for him this year, that year. But Orta said yes. Like uh, yeah, call me in. I would like to go. Uh, That's amazing. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like shit. Uh, this this cannot be better. Um, and then there was you know this um, this tool Alcatraz. Uh, the plugin manager for Xcode. Uh, I really like it, and and the guys behind it were so great. Uh, like 
Alcatraz was, was created by Delisa Manson um, and Marim Usol. Uh, and for me, they were even on a higher level, right? Uh, I don't know why, uh, but it was, I, I feel like that. And, right. and I didn't have, uh, like, uh, I couldn't email them. I, I, I was like, mm, I think those, um, those folks are going to say no. So maybe next year, let's try next year. Um, when, when our name is maybe better known, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I might be able to email them and, and get them to come to the conference. And what happened is, uh, like two days later, I I got an email uh, uh, to the public email I have on GitHub from Marin, Marin himself, um, which uh, one of the creators of, of uh, Alcatraz, asking if he could come to NSA Spain. Oh wow, uh, that's that's uh, quite the turnaround from what you were thinking then. Yeah, yeah like. No, I freaked out. Like I was like, "Shit, this cannot be possible, man!" Like uh, I, I was freaking out. Really, uh, as I read the email, <laughs> I say, uh, "This is real." Uh, like, is is like the creators of Alcatraz are really writing me to to come to a conference that isn't even happening yet. Uh, and yes, uh, uh, they were. They join us. Um, Marin and Delisa came. Delisa came from California, and Marin came from Croatia uh, to join us for the first in Spain. That's amazing. Um, I think I think to sum that up, I think we can we can uh, agree that the first version was amazing, and that set up the Anaspain conference for an amazing. Uh, just just put it on the on the list of of great conferences, and I have not been there yet. Crazy. <laughs> this would have been my sixth year, and so I've been there five times, and it was amazing every year. So I really enjoy it. I'm very sad it's not happening this yeah. year. Well, it's well, happening, happening. Year, not in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just not in person. Yeah, I, I know. I know what you're saying. It's just um, I so, miss these Luis, you mentioned um, that you are on a sabbatical right now. Um, How's that been? And like, have you been, you know, what have you been doing during that time? And like, what's, what's, what's next? Um, yeah, so, um, I had a son. Um, I have a son actually. No, I had, um, <laughs> <laughs> who hides, so, who hides TV remotes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm still looking <laughs> for it. Uh, so the thing is that uh, he was born last year uh, in January, and uh, I got some savings, and I was looking at him how he was growing up so fast. Uh, plus, I was—I think I was getting a bit burn uh, burn out. Um, uh, not 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 because of the companies, uh, because of the company or whatever. Um, because uh, the company was in uh, Wallapop, it's uh, it's a great company. Um, they really care about everyone. Um, and if I will wanted to, I will have uh, I, I will have be been able to take some time off or whatever to um, to be okay. But I 
I really wanted to switch projects. I really wanted to try something different. And I also wanted to take some time off to um, calm my mind and and to to you know be be okay again. Um, I was uh, I wanted to make sure I was uh, taking care of my health. Right. Uh, and, I, and and also I wanted to spend time with my son um, because he was uh, growing up so fast and it, it is but yeah you know. And so I say, look, I want to, I want to be one year off. I want to take one, one year off. Um, I want to own sabbatical. And my plan was to travel, uh, to travel uh, as much as I could. And because I love traveling. And, and, and the thing is that when my son gets, um, is, is going to be three years old, uh, we are not going to be able to travel that much, right? Because um, it's um, they have to go to the to the school and everything. Um, so right. it was it was the perfect time to to take this sabbatical year and just travel for one year uh, all over the world, and then um, get um, do like go for my next step, get my next mm-hmm. um, get my next job. Right. Um, and. I I didn't have like a clear idea on what to do while being on sabbatical, right? Um, apart from traveling, I knew I wanted to I wanted to read, I wanted to start meditating, I wanted to um, learn to exercise, to work out, I wanted to spend time with my son, um, and I want I especially wanted to uh, enjoy life without thinking of I had to get up tomorrow to uh, get, get some work done mm-hmm. and and it worked uh, right until January of course <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I travel like I I went to a lot of places um, in October I went to Krakow to uh, to the conference there um, where I met with Benedict, uh, John Sandel, and, and all the folks there, and we had a great time. Uh, and then I also went to Madrid, and, and I went to, with my friends to, to Ibiza, and it was, it was a really nice month. Uh, and then in November, I went to, uh, to Patagonia, to Argentina, with another two friends, and I spent there almost uh, one month. Um, hiking and, and enjoying the Argentinian meat and, and the Argentinian wine and everything Argentinian. Uh, and then at the end, I met a lot of folks uh, in Buenos Aires for um, BA, BA Swiftable, uh, I think. BA Swiftable, yeah. Yeah. And and it was amazing. Like uh, it was a a great trip and. And then you know Christmas, and then uh, I, we got to go to Thailand. Uh, I went to Singapore to give a talk at uh, IOSCOM Singapore, which is Ray, by the way. Um, uh, I had a great time in Singapore. The the folks organizing this conference are great, um, and and I, I really enjoyed the conference. Really, uh, they they put a lot of care um, on it. Uh, it's, a, it's a really nice conference, and then mm-hmm. uh, we spent some more time in Thailand 
where I start reading about the virus uh, and a lockdown in China, in China, I was like, shit. Uh, and then, yeah, everything, all, all this stuff happened. And we had to, we had a really strong lockdown here in Spain, where all, like, the whole Spain was, um, we had to spend two months in, in our houses, uh, locked down without being able to go out for almost mm -hmm. anything just to groceries and to the pharmacy maybe or maybe to the doctor and that's it and and it was it was a moment when i say um this is not going to get better soon so maybe uh, i should start looking for a job now mm -hmm. um plus i i really wanted to help uh so i bought uh 3d printer and i start and i started printing uh, face shields um uh, for um for coronavirus makers which is a, a local community created here in spain um to you know create stuff and make stuff um uh voluntarily voluntarily uh for mm -hmm. for whatever is needed right um like uh People, doctors, nurses, every, everyone needed a material that we didn't have at the, uh, in March. Um, so I really wanted to do all I could uh, do um, that month. And also, That's my amazing. Uh, one of the founders of the company I was in, um, he, he was no longer at the company, but he also wanted to help. Uh, he created a new platform called uh, This Another Way. And I started working on the app to to be released on iPhone. But at the end, um, uh, we stopped the process of, of the app because they wanted to make sure it worked well on the web. And at the end, they stayed just with the web version. But yeah, I work on this. And uh, but the bad part is that it, it didn't so it didn't so it didn't see the the light. Um, right. Going going directly to the. Uh, hiring part, um, which I can also talk a bit, um, if you want. Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah. And so I, uh, in April, I think, or May, I applied to about eight companies. I So I, I look for, for companies that I like it and were hiring and were remote. And, and I found I found these eight companies. I applied to them, and the thing, the, so the thing that happened is that three of them uh, didn't even answer, and then oh, two wow. said straight uh, no. Uh, then another three say yes. Let's start with the process. And so, so if. So what happens is that uh, most of these companies uh, are Americans, are American, and 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 the thing with with America is that they say remote, okay, but it's only remote U.S. based, right? Yeah, I've uh, seen that. Yeah. So mm, this is this is one side, and the other side is my application wasn't good, good enough, right? Which is uh, pro the most probable um part but some of them really didn't want to hire anyone from Europe 
Uh, so I started the process with uh, the three, um, and then I failed the process for two of them. Uh, one of them uh, was about the test was about project uh, project management, um, uh, and I didn't get feedback on what I did wrong, but it was fun. Yeah, I really like it. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other one, I failed the. Uh, I also don't know what I failed because I am still waiting the feedback, but they say no after the um, after the tech test. So mm-hmm. probably I didn't answer something well or anything. Um, in this matter, uh, the bad part was that this interview was at 2 a.m. Um, Spanish time because uh, oh, no. the guy I was interviewing with uh, was in Australia, and and so the time slots. He he got available was from uh, 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. <laughs> oh wow! And I say, look, I prefer to stay late than to wake up early. So let's do it at 2 a.m. Anyway, um, I I tried, I did the best I could, um, but it didn't work out. And then the the last one, I I passed the whole process, but. Um, the final offer was not really aligned to uh, what me and the company wanted, so I uh, I say no, and and that's it. Um, and right now I'm I'm looking at companies I I like um, and I still like and apply them. Like I don't. I don't want to apply to everything. I'm I'm re- I'm looking really carefully to where I apply, uh, and I'm I'm right now on on that. Right, that's that's great that you're sharing this. Um, I actually want to announce something on the podcast that I haven't announced yet, uh, which is that I've also been looking for new jobs and that I oh. that I have that I have found one. Ah, nice. But Baynet, we will continue, we will hopefully be able to continue the podcast, but we'll see how that will work, right? Right. So the, the current plan is obviously to continue the podcast, um, maybe with the one or other change, but um, yeah, that the details still have to be planned out. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sad about it because that means I'm leaving you, Baynet, but right. you know. Right. It's um, a- but yeah, it's been... No, go on, go on. It's been it's been very difficult as well to like you know figure out what are the options right now, especially during the pandemic. What op- like what companies are hiring remotely? Like you were mentioning, uh, there's a whole bunch of remote companies that do remote in the U.S. only, which is tricky. Uh, so like finding a space a place where you want to work and then like applying and then going through that process is really tricky. And especially if you apply at multiple places and then like, trying to sync them, um, it's really exhausting and it takes a lot of energy. So uh, it's, it's great to see you sharing how you did this and like also that it isn't as glamorous as like, you know, you just pick one and you go through uh, with that option. I also feel like the tricky part is um, it has to be tasteful for both sides. So even if a company is interested, that doesn't mean that you are interested in that company really, right? And the the, the, the issue is um, if you want you really want to have a job, do you also take one that is, might be subpar in terms of company? You really want this to be a good deal for both sides, like so that both sides are also happy with the outcome. 
Yeah, exactly. It's it's a really tricky process, and I can I can basically say the same as as Louis, where it's like it's you know you apply to a bunch, um, some you maybe not hear from, some uh, might not be looking for uh, for developers at the moment, um, and then like figuring out if like okay, I'm waiting for an offer from from company A, uh, like while like also talking to company b that wants to move forward is is really tricky mm-hmm. but i hope that uh, that for you that will uh, that will work out louise and and i you know i also find it great to hear that you have this option and and say like okay i want to really apply to the companies that i want to work for uh, and then see how that goes yeah, yeah i th- that's why i actually wanted to really share uh, all this uh, information because um, last month, after you know all these applications uh, uh, finished, I was feeling a bit of uh, imposter syndrome. You know, like um, uh, shit. Maybe I, I was I was I'm not as good as I thought. You know, uh, if these companies don't don't want me, maybe I'm a fraud. I'm I'm not good enough. Mm. Um, but I I get I, I got over it, um, and and the way I, I got over it is uh, was looking at stories of other people also struggling sometimes to pass an interview or to um, get get a job at uh, at a desired company, and mostly from friends, right? Uh, they they were like, uh, man, sometimes it's hard. Um, don't don't give up. You know, it's like um, shit happens, and and that that was not the right call for you. That's it. Um, there are a lot of more opportunities, and I, I want to I want to send this message to everyone listening. And if you're if you're here, if you're struggling to find a job, if you're uh, trying hard to get the higher, um, keep keep going um, and keep trying because uh, if it didn't happen yet, it's because uh, it was it was not um, an online fit for you and the company, and you are going to find a a good fit for you. You are going to find a, something that you you and the employer uh, will really like, and that's what I'm looking for. I think that's great advice. Thanks. So, Benedict, how how do you feel about this? Where you know I will be leaving Xing, uh, you'll be looking for for a replacement, as I understand. Like, how how's that part of the process? I don't know, how do you how do you look at that? So, um, it's. I mean, I'm I'm not sure if everybody, all of our followers, uh, listeners uh, know this, but I switched into a team lead role. So, which means that um, now that Bus is leaving, I have to scramble to find somebody to replace him, which will be very difficult. <laughs> and so, I'm a bit busy these days. Thanks, Bus. Um, and but I just switched into this role, and it's all very new. Um, but I, I see there's a lot of potential. Um, it, on, on the one hand, learning. So I did I did choose this role because I wanted to have new um, challenges and learn new things. And so this is one of the things that I, I can now learn about. 
um, but also a team is fundamentally changed based on uh, the, the, the members of the team, right? And so we are a small team. Um, and if one person leaves and another person comes in, that will change the dynamics of the team. And so for me, currently, it's really important to understand what is it that I would like to see. Um, so whoever comes, like for the applicants that come in, hopefully some applicants will come in, um, what, what, what is it that we would like, like to see? Because that would move the team forward. And, and, and that is something that I'm currently thinking about. And I've also talked to team members about this and had discussions and so on, because I find it tricky. Um, it's, I, I feel um, the most important thing right now is to understand what is it that we think um, is the right fit for us. Um, and and be, be clear and understand this before we go into the hiring phase. That, that's how I currently see it. And it's very exciting to, to, to have to think yeah. about that. I like that too, you know, because I hope you're not just re looking for a direct replacement that is like me, right? It's like, it's also like you're saying this exciting opportunity to say, okay, what does the team look like right now? And like, what would fit the team and how can we, how can we move forward? Yeah. Um, so like, I'm very curious to, to see what will happen as well, of course. Um, I'm also curious. But yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. And, and I don't think it would make sense to try to find somebody who is just like you because that would be very difficult. Um, it's like every human is different. <laughs> no, no, no. See, every human is different, difficult and different. No, different in a different, different way. Right. So. Oh, totally. You have, you do, it's very diff difficult to find two humans that are very much the same. Um, and so it's, it's better to understand what are the traits that, that we want to see and then go from there instead of, instead of basically looking at all the people and see, does he look like Buzz? That doesn't fly. Yeah, totally. All right. And I think soon we'll, we'll hopefully be able to share some more on, on my uh, journey to like something new. But uh, yeah, for now, I, I leave with a, with a tear and a, and a smile, I think. Right. Maybe we can, we can mention that we are trying to um, speed up the process of releasing episodes for, for the coming weeks. So check your podcast player more often. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes. That's exciting, man. I want to know where you're going now. Ooh, I, 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 I yeah, we'll see. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. Um, I would what? say, yeah. Thank you so much, Luis, for for joining us. Uh, it was great to hear all about Anna Spain uh, and more. Um, some great advice. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm very, very much looking forward to to what Anna Spain will do and will be like this year. Uh, and I can't wait to hopefully attend and, and definitely to hear all the stories about it. I also found the description of how you ran into NS Spain really encouraging, of just basically going with it and saying, okay, I, I had this idea, I'll just do it now. <clears throat> I read this quote once that is, 80% of success is just doing it. And I feel in, <laughs> in many ways that is it. Like oftentimes we are just thinking too long and too much about uh, whether we should or shouldn't do something while just doing it is fine. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the real thing is that you have to go for it. Uh, and it will be mostly fine, mm. for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm the... Um, the proof of it, of it, right? 
like I came from nowhere and organized a conference uh, that it's been running for eight years. So if I can do it, anyone can do it, man. Keep up the great work. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And hopefully uh, I'll see you in person at an in Spain future. Oh, that I'm, I'm. That will happen. That will happen. Once there is one in person, I will be there, and I hope I will be there this year as well. Perfect. I can't with you. Okay. So, All right. everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll hear you later. Bye. Thank you for. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Thanks, Luis. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.